welcome to Authentic Chat Podcast number 14. So we are, uh, we've been started a new series uh, this Sunday, Corey, and uh, yeah. you ready? Yeah. All right, I'm man. Excited. Yeah. So uh, this Sunday, we, we jumped into a new series called Everyday Saints and uh, introduced ourselves to some new folks that most of us have never really jumped into the Bible to look at. So, yeah. Um, you want to you want to tell everybody about the Everyday Saints challenge? Absolutely. So as you can see here, if you text this number right here seven four zero two six five three nine eight nine, just text the word Saints there. This is the Everyday Saints challenge, and so what this does essentially is you put your little bit of your information in just so that we can generate a text message to you, and it's usually a link or it's a devotion written in the text message, some supplemental scripture. And it is what it says it is. It's a challenge that will change us. It's something that's going to take us a little bit deeper throughout the week. And um, those thoughts, usually revolving around the context of what it is that we're studying. And it's going to be really beneficial for you. I hope you sign up. Yeah, definitely sign up. I'm having uh, fun putting these together. And uh, we're tag team in this series. Um, So each of us are getting the chance to kind of... Uh, released uh, the stuff that we left on the desk when we were preparing the message. And so, hey, we are so excited that you are along with us uh, for tonight because uh, we are we're looking back at Sunday's message, but we're going to dive into right. it just a, from a different perspective, mm-hmm. uh, give us a, an angle that uh, just will help us grow through it, uh, th- through the message and, and what we've been walking through. Right. So the series, though, um, is um, we, we talked about 2 Corinthians. We have two theme ver- verses mm-hmm. uh, for the series. The first one is uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 16, and uh, simply uh, states, uh, go ahead, Corey, read that one for us. Though outwardly we are wasting away, yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day. So it, it, it is our journey with Christ each and every day. You, you've heard the expression, one day at a time. Right. And I love that we do this podcast on a Wednesday night because this is, you know, for me and for most most people, I feel it's it's the day to return to base camp. Right. And you're getting ready to take on the second half of the week. It's halftime. Right. Yeah. And so this is a chance to kind of hone in again on our mission statement. Right. Hone in again on what it is that God's calling us to do and, and to take it day by day. So just look at the day ahead and the rest, the remainder of the week and refocus, realign yourself. And go for it. Yeah, and that's and that's when we've been talking about this for a while. You, you know, you and I started talking about this pre-COVID, and then COVID made us a, make this adjustment yeah. uh, that it's not about Sunday because we weren't able to meet for weeks on end on Sundays. Yeah. So it had to become every day. The other six days a week became mm-hmm. their importance became so vital, yeah. and I don't want to lose that just because we've begun doing in-service. Uh, in-person services. Right. I don't want to lose that fact that the other six days are vital to our yeah. relationship. It's day by day. Yeah. It made it obvious that the other six days are not the practice. It's the other way around, right? Sunday yeah. is the practice, and then game day starts Monday, and it lasts all the way until we re- regather <laughs> ourselves again on Sunday and um, and just allow God to do only what God can do in our spirits to, to move forward. Yeah. Which yep. is awesome. And the other theme verse for the series is Acts 17, 17, which man, I love the way that uh, it's written in the NLT. He says he went, speaking of Paul, he went, to, uh, excuse me, he went to the synagogue to reason with the Jews and the God-fearing Gentiles. So any, this has been anybody that was 
either a Jew or had been converted to Judaism. Mm -hmm. And he, uh, he spoke to them uh, daily in the public square, uh, in the public square to all who happened to be there. So on sa Saturday, which would be our Sunday, he went and talked to them uh, and had their, their Sunday service. And it was, sounds like he was kind of like the lead speaker. Yeah. And, then, um, and then he spoke daily in the public square. Or one, uh, one translation says it was in the marketplace. Mm -hmm. So the challenge in this series is for us to look at these individuals in Scripture or people in Scripture and say, hey, how did they take their marketplace and turn it into something that was used as ministry? Because a lot of times we jump from the big headliners, the Moses, the Davids, the Pauls, mm -hmm. and we, we see their, their big stuff. And we get excited about those big moments and those big things that they do. But we miss the fact that there's some day-to-day -day things that led up to these big individuals. Absolutely. Yeah, and, and you think about even in a sports example, I, I use them a lot because I love sports. Yeah. But even in, in a sports analogy, you have a supporting cast. Your star players, they'll get the airtime, they'll get the interviews, you know, they'll have one catch but because they're the star, they get the interview when you had four catches. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, it is what it is. But it, it's a, it takes a team, right? It takes a family like we have here at Authentic Church, and it takes each one of us supporting one another, growing together, taking it day by day to be the supporting cast, to move the ball forward, to continue to do what God's calling us to do. Yeah, it takes, it takes the men in the trenches. Yeah. I, I'll, I'm going to give a shout-out to my, my boy Wyatt Teller. Because yeah. the Browns started off all hot, yeah. going at it 100 right. miles an hour, right. and Wyatt Teller, number 77, was leading on the line. Sure nobody's was. nobody's hearing of him. No. Everybody's talking about Odell Beckham yeah. out for the season now. Yeah. Baker Mayfield. Right. Nobody's talking about Wyatt Teller. Wyatt Teller gets hurt for two games that he's been out. Yeah, man, they've struggled. Right, and it's because and I, I'm gonna, I, of course, I'm a little biased. So, so but, he's a good dude. Because he's a good dude, and I know him. So, yeah. uh, but the fact that they were uh, um, the had that uh, that that day to day play yeah. by play every time getting in the trenches, and it, you we need that yeah. to have the ability to move ourselves forward. Right. And we get so focused on being the the you know person in the spotlight or the person making you know the headlines yeah. that we miss out on that our day to day is vital. Right. And even when you have that heroic moment, the only way you get there is by battling every day, day in and day yeah. out. The discipline that's involved, the practice that's involved, and you get to that heroic moment, you know, and you get into the spotlight. The only way you're going to do anything good is because of the time you've already put in. Yeah. Right. And you got to be at the right place at the right time. And so you got to treat it not like this is this is the moment. This is the moment. Just treat it like I'm gonna go through and continue to do what God's calling me to do. Yeah, yeah, man. So, uh, so we got one of those big characters in the Bible. Uh, those big headliners is Moses. Right. Uh, but we don't have a Moses uh, in Exodus at all. If we don't have the two individuals we talked about this past Sunday in right. Exodus chapter. Uh, one is uh, Exodus chapter one. We were introduced, of course, starts off with by giving us some context. Right. This is what, hey, we are, these people are in Egypt. And it gives us the names of the folks that are in Egypt. Mm -hmm. um, and the, the main one is Joseph, because Joseph was the one who was, ended up being second in command mm -hmm. in Israel um, when he was, um, when he was in, in, in that position. But years have passed. There's a new regime in place. A new Pharaoh is on the throne, yeah. 
and it says that this Pharaoh was worried about the Israelites and that he, he needed to get rid of them and he wanted to remove them. Mm -hmm. So he goes and has a shrewd way of uh, getting slowing down their growth because they're, they're expanding <laughs> child after child. And he goes to the midwives. And this is where I'm not going to read all of it, but in first uh, in Exodus chapter 1, verse 15, it says, Then Pharaoh, the king of Egypt, gave this order to the Hebrew wives, Shifra and Pua. So these are the two individuals that we focused on. Mm -hmm. And what he told them was, uh, any boy that's born, you are to kill them. Uh, so any Hebrew, uh, when the Hebrew woman is having a child, when, when she's having that child, kill it kill the baby if it's a boy if it's a girl let it live mm -hmm. um now the reason for this is there's a lot of different reasons one, i didn't even mention this on sunday but one of the main reasons he would do this is how do you limit a an, an ar growing an army is by killing the men who would have been in the army yeah so it neutralizes that threat yep so gen the next generation is not going to have the people to fight you right so he was trying to limit the ability for them to fight but yet use them for their his own good so he has a, he says to the to the midwives, I want you to kill any boy, and the, the midwives don't follow the order. However long it takes for Pharaoh to figure this out, he ends up uh, finding out, calls the midwives in, and says, "Hey, you guys, why didn't you follow the order I gave you?" And they're like, "Oh, well, it's because it's because the Hebrew women aren't like the he Egyptian women, and they're just more vigorous." <laughs> so basically, they they tell a little they tell a little lie. Uh, and they say, you know, for whatever reason, Pharaoh buys into it. He yeah. must have believed that they were different. Mm -hmm. So he buy, he believes them, doesn't kill the midwives, and God honors the midwives by giving them their own children. And right. what what is just amazing about this story is that the, these women, uh, so that its names are Shifra and Pua, and as I was studying this out, it jumped out to me. It's like, there's one, there's no other names given to us about the people in this context. So we've got the, in the first two chapters, we've got a little uh, description of the men and leaders of tribes who had been in Egypt. Mm -hmm. Then there's no mention of any other names for five chapters other than Moses and Shifra and Pua. So these names are important. Right. So Moses, who, who wrote Exodus, is really highlighting the fact that these two names, two names that could have been just, hey, the midwives, could have been easily just kind of skipped over skipped over, over yeah because yeah. this next next sunday this coming sunday we're going to talk about a guy whose name isn't given to us there's a reason for that too right. but <laughs> in this place we got to go why, why are their names given to us and as i looked into the the meaning of their names because hebrew names always have meaning shifra can mean fairness or beautiful mm -hmm. and uh pua can mean splendid or fragrance so if you wanted to say, you could literally say their, their names literally mean beautiful fragrance. And uh, it just was like, wh why does why does that matter? And I said, <laughs> the reason why it matters, and this is like, smell matters. Yeah. Smell matters. Now I'm a little personal. I shared a little It matters bit. more to you than most people. It does. I am I am a little bit, I'm going to be, the, the <laughs> nicest way to say this, I, I am OCD about, about the way uh, the aroma. smells. 
Um, now, <laughs> I had for three years, I had a job as a, as a nasal ranger, and I told everybody I looked for the picture but couldn't find it. Well, it gave enough challenge to everybody that somebody went out and found it. So awesome. there's the front page picture <laughs> of me on, on the front page of the Akron Beacon Journal. Mm-hmm. Every, everybody has 15 minutes of fame, right? I wasted it on this. I don't think you've ever looked better. That's a good one. <laughs> so man's job is to sniff out trouble. That's my uh, That was my job uh and yes and you signed it i did sign it so my uh, my friend brian stall who was uh, with me uh and worked worked at the same job i did didn't do what i did but did, had, didn't have the pleasure didn't have the pleasure of being a nasal ranger uh he, <laughs> <laughs> he so he he uh i got the everybody at the workplace gave me a little hard time for this one for a while so i i just embraced I it and signed it uh, so yeah, you can see that's been a while. I've had, I've, if you can see closely, I've picked hair in that picture. So, uh, it's been a little while, mm-hmm. but, uh, yeah, so, uh, I, I am, I smell matters to me, smell matters to God. I, I share with everybody in the same book with, uh, of Exodus, God gives these, these commands on how we are to worship him right. and, or how they were to worship him specifically in, at the tabernacle. And he says, I want you to create a distinct, uh, incense, and he gives the lays out the the recipe for for this uh, rest for this uh, incense, and says right. don't use it for anything else, other than when you come into the presence of God, and he commands them it is not for your personal use, it is for worshiping me only. And and Le- Leviticus, there's actually Leviticus chapter ten, Nadad and Abihu don't uh, listen; they get into the into the mess yeah. uh, of of not putting together the right incense and God cons- uh, the fire from the presence of God comes out, consumes mm-hmm. them right. um, in that spot. And so smell matters. It's mattered in the Old Testament and um, yeah. in, in, in the New Testament too. Yeah, we see those connections in the New Testament. What it is is, is is it's God using the physical representation of when you worship me, I want your worship to have the element of fragrance. So the sacrifice in the Old Testament talks about the sacrifice, the aroma, pleasing God, the actual incense, the way that they made it, specifically the instructions laid out. Our worship, not just our physical act of worship, but even the steps that we take in our practical day-to-day ministry, God wants it to appear figuratively mm-hmm. you know, as a word picture, as sweet aroma to God. Yeah. And, and Paul makes that, makes that connection in 2 Corinthians when he talks about the aroma he talks about the fact that we get to be the aroma. It says in Second Corinthians chapter two, verse fifteen, for we are to God the pleasing aroma of Christ among those who are being saved and those who are perishing. So he makes that connection that we, being his ambassadors, being his representation, being like a walking billboard as followers of Jesus Christ, we are to compose ourselves and act in such a way and serve in such a way that it is like a pleasing aroma. To those around us yeah and so this past sunday you laid out for us the ways that we get to do that we get to be a beautiful fragrance yeah in the way that we worship god and how to how to smell good how to smell good <laughs> right and, and it's it's awesome to see the the very first thing that you you mentioned is the very first thing when it comes to how to smell good is to notice the need yeah to notice <laughs> when something stinks <laughs> yeah and to take care of it right and it it's as, it's as simple as recognizing when you need deodorant and taking care of the issue. Yeah. But in our spiritual lives, no joke, recognizing when there's an issue 
and taking care of it. Yeah. To notice the need, not just in us, but in our in a brother or sister that that we're walking through life with. To notice the need and then to take care of it. It we we were talking to earlier, and you you mentioned it on Sunday about Jesus and the disciples noticing the lame man, and the disciples immediately start to bicker about you know the how and recognizing well this might be a good opportunity to have a debate a spiritual debate yeah. about why he's lame and if his parents sins or if it's his sins and while they're arguing about the how jesus steps in and takes care of the why yeah so not just noticing the need but to know to take the time to empathize and understand the why yeah that's huge and, that, and that's where uh i think a lot of times we, we see something that stinks and we we walk away from it mm-hmm. rather than addressing it mm-hmm. and that's where the noticing the need is going hey there's a hurt. I, I think Chris Hodges is the one I heard say it the best. Is he, he, you see a hurt, and you step in to heal it. Uh, you see a need, and you step in to fill it. Yeah. That that's that is living out that hey, there, there's I, I noticed the need. I noticed that uh, the, there's a, there's something that doesn't smell right. But God, we don't leave it that way. We step into that for that that uh, smell that we don't like. And bring in the fragrance of God into that right. to change that situation. Yeah, to step in and do something about it. And we often pray that God would do something specific in our lives or in someone's lives. And I think more often than not, God, in that pr- in that moment of prayer, God points out to us that we can be the answer yeah. to that need. Yeah. And I think we sometimes spin our wheels when we continue to pray for the same things and never once ask God, how can I meet this need? That's good. Through, like, God, show me how I can meet this need rather than God, send somebody, send somebody, send somebody. And God's yeah. saying, I, I am ready to send you. You're, right? You're the one. Exactly. So so that's that's the first two steps, noticing the need and, and then knowing the why. Yeah. Yeah, that, knowing the why is is the that the motivation of why we do it. Mm-hmm. it we, we do it because it's it is a pleasing aroma to God. When we when we step into that, mm-hmm. it isn't about us. Mm-hmm. It's about that part where we get to step into the uh, that situation that is that is difficult. Mm-hmm. The, the motivation isn't us. It's a pleasing aroma to God. I, uh, Hebrews. 13, 16 says, don't forget to do good things for others and to share what you have with them. So that sweet aroma, that beautiful fragrance that God has Mm -hmm. given us, these are the kinds of sacrifices that please God. So when we share our fragrance with them, when we are in their presence and we allow them to uh, see that change, that that is a sacrifice that pleases pleases God. And then that last part is uh, do it daily. Do it every day. Right. Just as we shower every day, bathe every day, we, we've got to take care spiritually of the things that need taken care of each and every day in our lives and in, in our family, you know, to step in and be willing to recognize that. I heard um, someone say it this way once, that God wants to take what he has placed in our hands to do the very thing that he has placed within our hearts. That's good. So he's given us things, right? Daily, mm-hmm. he's given us things. We need to not only just be thankful for that, but to actually use it, right, to be a good steward of it in the lives of those around us. So God's constantly placing things in our lives. And with things changing every day, especially right now during during a pandemic and with everything, that everything seems, at least for me, to be changing constantly. And with, with no sure signs of things ever returning to the normal, normalcy that was what we thought was normal to begin yeah. with. God's constantly giving us different 
different um, opportunities. Yeah. Placing things in our hands to use for yeah. the people around us. And that goes right into that last uh, that last scripture that I went to uh, in Galatians six four, because uh, that what you that God wants to put in our hands to meet the things that are already in our hearts. Yeah. Uh, you said that much. Yeah, better. you said it. Yeah, you said it great. <laughs> uh, Galatians, Paul says, make a careful exploration of who you are. Yeah. And the work you have been given, mm-hmm. and sink yourself into that. Yeah. I think too many times, and this is where the bringing back all the way back to the beginning, the everyday saints is that we realize that God has put us in a position. He's put us in a uh, well, with our people, our family, our the people that are around. He's put us in a marketplace. Yeah. So what the work we're supposed to do now? Figure out a way to make that your passion. Yeah. It was. I think so many times we're waiting for this magical. Ah, this is my passion, and I, it, everything is just right, and it's this magical moment where everything comes together. When in reality, it's God going, I put you there, I put you with those people, and I put you in this place. Now, put that, make that your passion, right? And and, and let that be what. Mm-hmm. Make a careful exploration of that. Sure. And dig into it. Sure. Yeah. And our and our passions are changing, right? Our, yeah. We, we, we are not going to have the same passion that we had when we were 13 that we do when we're 30. <laughs> yeah. And the same thing's going to happen when we're 60. We're, we're just simply not going to be as passionate about the same things. Yeah. So we can spin our wheels and kind of get stuck in that rut of saying, well, I've always been passionate about this. I'm not passionate about that anymore. So I don't really need to, you know, to do. maybe there's something else mm-hmm. that God has called you to step into. And so take hold of it. I love what it says. Go exploring. And identify what is your mission statement. Like all these businesses have these mission statements, and it's not this is necessarily who we are, but this is where we're going. Yeah. And that's what makes people catch on and say, wow, I want to be a part of that organization. I want to support that because of where they're going. So where are we going? we got to look at ourselves, do some exploring, do some digging, and say, okay, where is it that I'm going? Instead of just stopping and being frustrated, saying, you know, getting lazy, we can use – what we're going through now is a launch pad into what we want to do, where God is leading us, and then just to get our hands dirty. Yeah. I, I, we were sharing with us earlier the authenticity uh, is not being authentic to who we are, mm-hmm. but being authentic to who we want to become. Right. And so th- this is where we put our put ourselves into that. Jesus, uh, I'm going to end with this, uh, this, uh, the mess, uh, this verse. Ephesians 5 says, imitate God, therefore, in everything you do, because you are his dear children. Live a life live filled with love, following the example of Christ. He loved us and offered himself up as that beautiful fragrance, that sacrifice mm-hmm. for us, a pleasing aroma to God. Yeah. And so that's where we're called is to be that, that offer ourselves up as that sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Remember, we have a people, we have a place, and we have a passion. Let's live it out. Mm-hmm. So. Hey, guys, so thankful that you joined us. Love you all. And, uh, man, we can't wait to see what God does with your day-to-day. Corey, would you close us out in prayer? Absolutely. Father, we thank you for, God, for every man, woman, and child that's listening to this podcast. God, we just thank you for them. We thank you for the life that you've given to them, the purpose that you've placed within them. And, God, we just pray that you will continue to walk with us, lead us, and guide us, God, to the place that you're calling us to. God, we're ready to do whatever it is that you're asking us to do. God, we're ready to dig in and to get our hands dirty and to serve you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.